0: Welcome to the next episode of the First Step podcast. Being a parent is an important job, but it's also a tough job. Today we're going to talk about the importance of not parenting alone, whether you're a single parent, married or co-parenting. We hope today's episode inspires you to build a network of support and encouragement.
1: Welcome to the First Step podcast from your friends in Wombaland. This podcast is designed to give you practical tips that will help you lay a strong spiritual foundation in the heart of your preschooler.
0: Hello, my name is Kendra Fleming, and I'm the host of the First Step Podcast. I've been a part of North Point Ministry staff for a little over 17 years, and I love what our churches do to support parents and children in our community. In today's episode, we are going to talk to one of my very good friends, Karen Stubbs, founder of Birds on a Wire, a ministry for moms. Karen has a ton of experience working with all kinds of moms all across the country. Uh, She's a busy lady herself today, and I'm so excited that we got a little bit of time with her uh, on on this podcast today. So Karen, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me here. I wouldn't, rather, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here right now, so thank you. I'm a mom of four. My children, I have three girls and one boy. They range in the ages of 29 down to 22, mm-hmm. and um, they're all over. One's in Florida, one's in Texas, two are here in Georgia, so mm-hmm. they're all over. Mm-hmm. I also have four grandkids, and oh, Greg and I have been married for 33 years, and um, yeah,
0: I'm all about moms. Yeah, you are. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Birds on a Wire.
1: Okay. Birds on a Wire is a ministry that I started in 2011, a ministry for moms, mm-hmm. to equip and encourage moms in this journey of motherhood, because mm-hmm. it's really hard. And I know as, whenever I was a young mom... I just thought I was the only one that struggled in motherhood, but as I got older, I realized like, oh, wow, everybody's struggling. So maybe I could just take what little bit I learned in my journey and pour it into another mom to help her along the way. And... Yeah, it's been crazy um, the last eight years. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, well, I'm really excited for you because I feel like you're making such a huge difference oh, all around you. the world. And I I remember those days as a young mom, and two of my daughters are moms right now. Mm-hmm. And I just love uh, what you that you pour into them in such a big way. Uh, Today, when we were kind of thinking about this topic, I specifically thought of you because we have been friends for over twenty years. and right. um we were our kids are very similar in age. We both have four children. We kind of had our babies and children together and watched them grow up together. and uh, a significant time while we were parenting as young moms, uh, your husband was gone a lot. Right, Mine was in and out. Had kind of a crazy schedule as well. And um, I at times found uh, it very easy to sort of parent alone to think I'm the only one in this. Right. And I watched you kind of wrestle with that mm-hmm. and navigate that. And I was really proud of like a lot of decisions and stands you made uh, throughout that. So tell us a little bit of your story okay. of like maybe that parenting alone time and um, whether you're a single parent or you're married or whatever's, you know your your family life looks like, it doesn't matter. You can still find yourself feeling kind of isolated and alone. Absolutely, heck, motherhood mm-hmm. can
1: leave you feeling alone. Yeah. Regardless, even if your husband is home every single day, because it's just, it's hard, you know? But my story is I married Greg Stubbs, and he was a Navy fighter pilot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. So I didn't know anything about military life. Mm -hmm. And we move up to Virginia, and I'm just like thrown into this Navy world. And I'm like, what in the world is going on here? He doesn't have any control over his schedule. I mean, he's at the mercy of the Navy, in and out all the time. And then we start having our children. And it was just really hard. He went through the Gulf War. Um, He was just gone on long debts at a time. And then whenever he got out of the Navy, he started working for FedEx and flying for them. So, And at one point in our lives, he was working FedEx and the Navy, an F-18 pilot at the same time as being in FedEx. He was averaging five days a month home. And so I really did feel like I was parenting alone. And that struggle was so hard to— you know, work through, not be mad at Greg all the time Mm -hmm. and not to do it independent of myself, because that's an easy Mm -hmm. temptation to just be like, well, you're not here. So I'm not even going to bother telling you what's going on because Mm -hmm. it's just too much work, you know, kind of thing. So I love that you're talking about this topic.
0: Yeah. Well, and I remember at that stage in life and it it continues for me till today. My husband was a police officer working lots of shifts. Right. He worked nights and evenings. So many times we were ships passing in the night. I mean, to this day, there can be several days that go by that I barely even get to talk to him. Right. And um, you were just such a good example because I don't even think in those early years that I knew it was something I should kind of be fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched how much it bothered you. <laughs> and I was like, this should probably bother me more. <laughs> and, um, and you were just a really great example. Example to me in that, and so I just really believe that um, moms, whether whether like you said, your husband is home every night, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe there's just distance in your relationship, maybe during the day you are just hectic and crazy, and you just feel like it's complaining to tell him about your day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have a husband on shifts, travels, or uh, you know his job just takes him for long periods of time. I wanted to just kind of walk through. Um, how do you build a community? How do you make sure that you are not parenting alone and um and why would that even why is that so important? Well, it's
1: important because we were made for community. Mm-hmm. You know, God created us mm-hmm. to have community. Mm-hmm. and so there's that deep need in us. But I think as moms sometimes we, resist it because we're like, I can do this on my own. And it's sort of scary to put your foot out there and get into community. For me, living in Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach, the area you and I lived in Mm -hmm. was a military town. Mm -hmm. And once people found out we were military, they didn't want to be my friend because they thought you're going to move. I never moved. Like I lived there our whole Mm -hmm. military career. And um, but nobody really wanted to be my friend so um, or you know invest in that relationship. But I found that the military wives were a good place to get community. Mm-hmm. But they weren't positive, and a lot of them didn't go to church and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So they filled a need for me. But I found that my church mm-hmm. and my friends that I got from church was really what sustained me. And you were part of that, mm-hmm. you know, because y'all just— Loved on me the way Christ loves on the church, and you would invite me. I mean, I did many outings with you and Gary <laughs> and the kids, and I would bring all my kids, and there was no husband, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you just said, Come on, we're gonna go to Dairy Queen and get an ice cream. Why don't you meet us up there? And I'm like, Okay, here we come, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. So I just found that over the years, um, I needed those types of people to pour into me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was my neighbors, sometimes it was, you know, people that I met at preschool or, you know, whatever, but definitely community is so important.
0: Yeah. So your your first tip or your first advice is go and find community. And mm-hmm. um, my experience with you is that is actually a strength that you have. You've always made that a priority. Um, it, it's not a strength that I have. So thank goodness I have friends like you in my life that are constantly like dragging me into that. Yeah. Uh, but I I, I think it is such good advice to say like you have to recognize uh, that you are you don't have community and intentionally go and find it. I remember you volunteered all over the place. I did. Yeah. Usually on my teams because I talked you into it, but you volunteered <laughs> all over the place. Um, and just as often as we invited you to come with us, uh, I remember uh, like the very first Chick-fil-A opening. Do you remember yes, this at green bar, Yeah, uh-huh, And it was the very first one in town and you were just hot on it. Always <laughs> inviting me. We drug eight kids. Like we were just nuts, I think. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you you were very good at pursuing community. So I just think that's such a good word of advice to say. Uh, you have to know that you need it and you have to go out and find it. And you can find it in your church. Mm-hmm. You can find it in clubs and groups. And um, my sister-in-law plays tennis and I know she does it for community. There's Absolutely. people in that group that are her friends. Um, you can find it in neighbor's volunteering whatever that is that you have to go out and look for it
1: and I think that because community is so important Mm -hmm. that was the very first thing I did starting Mm -hmm. birds on a wire I started working on small group curriculum Mm -hmm. so moms could gather three or four friends Mm -hmm. in their home and start a group because you know what that's empowering for one mom to sit across another and be like you know what I'm struggling with that, too. Are you kidding? Because that tears down walls of right. the isolation, yes. of the loneliness. Because I know you and I did it, mm-hmm. but we didn't have a group or anything like that. And I have women my age tell me all the time, like, where were you? Where was Birds in a Wire whenever I was a young mom? And I'm like, same place it was whenever I was a young mom. It was non-existent. Mm-hmm. So that was the very first thing I did once I started mm-hmm. is, like, we got to get some small group curriculum out there for these moms.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so tip number one is find community. The mm-hmm. next one is include your spouse or partner, mm. which um, I think is such good advice. And again, something that I've watched you do. And uh, if anybody knows, both of us were very independent, uh, maybe even a little uh, bullheaded women. <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, and, and so tell me why you think this is an important thing to include.
1: Well, whenever your husband travels Mm -hmm. or is working shifts like Gary was all the time or just out and gone, Mm -hmm. it's easy as a mom to just get into the mindset of, because we have to get into the mindset of running the house and all that by ourselves. So it's easy then to let that trickle over into our marriage and be like, you know what? I don't have time to pour, g- give you the download of all this stuff that's going on because there's so much going on and I'm constantly having to do it. So I'm just going to do it myself and you'll just figure it out, you know. But that's not good because they are your husband and they are also the parent of the, your children and they deserve the right to have a voice into what's going on. But it takes a lot of extra work on the moms and I just want to acknowledge that right now. Like if you feel like if the moms out there listening, they're like, I just don't have the energy, you know, at the end of the day to go through everything that he missed. You don't have to go through everything, but you gotta hit the highlights. Mm -hmm. You gotta let them know, like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing this attitude with our number two son, and it is not good. Like, we need to start working on that, you know. Mm -hmm. Give your husband a heads up. Greg was in the Navy, so, you know, what this is a military term. We would always brief and debrief, you know, as he would come in and go out. And even whenever he worked with FedEx and was flying on these long trips, you know, two-week trips, he would call in from Japan and be like, what's going on at the house? And I'm like, well, I'm struggling with Kelsey on this. She's being sassy again. Mm -hmm. Emily's crying all the time. You know, Mm I can't figure out how to get her to stop crying. (laughs) Taylor's moody. You know, Abby's sassy. You know, all that kind of stuff. So that whenever Greg walked back in the door, he knew and he was abreast as to what was going on and could jump in right as he walked in the door. And I used to tell Greg, it doesn't do me any favors if it takes you three days to acclimate to the house because then you're going to be gone two days later. Right. So I need, whenever you're walking in the door, do you know where we are and to just jump in and go? Because okay. sometimes men, whenever they're traveling like that, they feel guilty. Okay. You know, they've been gone. They don't want to discipline right away. Okay. But to make a healthy whole family they're in it. Even if they're in Japan, they're still the dad. Right. You know, so it's our job as moms to inform them. And it's their job to then get on board and be like, all right, that's my job. I'm going to get in and I'm going to address that attitude whenever I get home. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know this isn't the same of all all guys, but both of us are married to awesome men, but they're pretty laid back. Man. Very laid back. And they they typically would let us lead the way and make decisions about where we're eating, what we're doing, all the things. If, 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 If we let them, you know, if we let that happen. So I do think that um, over time, that doesn't work out so good for you, mom, even though you might like being able to be in control of all the decisions eventually. That's, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to find yourself really holding something big all by yourself. And and it's really because you didn't invite him in. You didn't share it with him. He wasn't around and he was gone and he couldn't help it. And Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't didn't share the burden with him. So it's such, such good advice.
1: Yeah. And I know that like when, when I remember when Greg went on the first to the first Gulf War. Kelsey mm-hmm. was nine months when he left mm-hmm. and 15 months whenever he got back. That's a long time, six months. And she had changed from a baby to a toddler. And so he felt super guilty, mm-hmm. like, I've missed her first steps. I've missed this. I've missed that. So he really had a hard time engaging in the discipline, you know, whenever he got home. Not that you're disciplining a 15-month-old all the time, but enough, mm-hmm. you know. And I told him, I said, Okay you've been home a month. (laughs) It's time to jump in the program here, buddy. (laughs) And uh, he's like, I just feel bad. So I remember one day we were at like a some type of store, and they had like a playground in there. And I told Kelsey, it's time to go. Come on, we got to go, because she was playing in the playground. And he's like, just let her play a little bit longer. And I know Kelsey, and I know that she's going to pitch a fit, like if we didn't get her right then. So I said, okay, I'm telling you, she's going to pitch a fit. And he goes, no, I got it. And I'm like, okay. So I checked out. I left the store. I went and sat in the van. And he comes out, and she is screaming and crying and flailing her legs. And I said, I told you, and you're not <laughs> listening to me. Like, you can do this the hard way or the easy way, but mm-hmm. we got to get on the same mm-hmm. page here, buddy, because mm-hmm. this isn't working. He goes,
0: you're right. I'm all in. I'm yeah. all in. So The time and effort that it takes to get on the same page is worth it. It's worth it for it your is. marriage and relationship, but it's worth it for your kids' sake, too. Totally. It really is. Because you're stronger when you're united. Yeah. You know, one thing that I found is um, kids like routines. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get in a routine of how we get up and how we go to bed and all those kind of things. And then I personally like the routine as well. And so with Gary working all kinds of shifts, he would insert in at odd times that would just like throw the whole routine on a regular basis or not remember that we have t-ball practice every day after whatever, you know, whatever that was. So one thing that we did for a while is we had like a weekly little meeting, probably like your brief or debrief. Yeah. It it kind of was about the calendar, but it ended up always being about more than that. You know, so we... uh, It was mostly me updating him. Here's what this week looks like. Right. And what is your weird schedule on top of that? And let's see how you can like re-engage and and where you'll be and where you won't be. But um, I did find that uh, that really helped me and the children who liked the routine Mm -hmm. to easily let him re-engage if I pre-planned and thought about it. Right. Instead of, I sometimes got in the habit of just like, come if you can and don't if you don't. You know what I mean? And exactly. that was a terrible attitude to have. Yeah. Instead of saying like, I'm going to make a plan to make it easy for yeah. you to like, be back in with us, you know?
1: Well, and I know with, with Greg's schedule, He's traveled my children's their whole life Mm -hmm. and half the month, every month he's gone. Mm -hmm. So we got to where um, we would do these Stubbs family nights, Mm -hmm. even when they were in high school or college. And if they were home, like from college, they had to be a part of this event. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it may just be getting pizza and watching a movie at the house, or it might be where we're all going out to the movies or we're all going out to eat or we're going to go play a game or whatever. But I just found that because he traveled so much, we had to build in that kind of quality time because it didn't just happen all the time. Because mm-hmm. you're right. Kids get into the mentality of you're never home, so what does it matter? Right. So as moms,
0: we got to say, hey, it matters because he's your dad. Yeah. You know? And, you know, in this topic, we're in this little point right here, we're specifically talking a lot about dads, but often this is flipped. There's a lot of moms that I know who travel all over the place. Absolutely. Um there there have been times where Gary has actually been the more steady one, and I've had a really busy work life, and mm-hmm. uh, he's been the one who's been home a little bit more. And the negotiation for reentry into family is on both sides. Absolutely. No matter what your, your pace of life and your work is, it's for moms and dads to realize, like, it's a thing to be intentional and include whatever spouse or family member has been gone. That's right. Yeah. That's a great point. Okay. Your third uh, piece of advice is to create, like, uh, daddy-daughter days or Mm -hmm. spend special time with uh, your son or things like that to, like, kind of carve out uh, time when you know that you're going to be away from each other for a while. So tell us a little bit about that. All right.
1: Well— you know, I got this idea when in the elementary school of my kids. They did these dadder, daddy-daughter dances, mm-hmm. and then they did a mother-son dance. And I saw my girls, and even Taylor with me, light up. Whenever Greg took them to that dance, mm-hmm. and then Taylor, it was a hoedown whenever we did it, and we dressed up like cowboys, and he just had so much fun. And I was like, "This is crazy," but I think it was because of that carved out one-on-one time with the parent and the child. And so I had a mom recently write in and say, "Hey, my husband's on these. He was a nurse, and he does these twelve-hour shifts, you know, and it's really hard. So that whenever he does come home, my three-year-old daughter mm-hmm. doesn't want to go to him. Mm-hmm. She." doesn't want to connect with him because he's sort of a stranger to her because she's Mm -hmm. so little. And I said, you know what? You need to create daddy-daughter days Mm -hmm. where he takes her to go get donuts or ice cream or something fun because she's three. And you don't go as a mom. Mm -hmm. And she like wrote back, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, it forces the daughter to be dependent on the dad. If the mom's not there, if the mom's there, it's always going to be a crutch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you find finding yourself in that situation where your kids are like, I don't want to be near dad, that's an indicator, hey, it's time for y'all to spend some quality time together. Yeah. And so usually what will happen is after they get over the first 15 minutes of awkwardness, it's wonderful. And then they re-engage. Maybe you have dinner whenever they get home or whatever, and you all do something mm-hmm. together as a family. But it just sort of encourages that unique bond between yeah. the,
0: the children and the dad. Yeah. I love that. I know... Um two things about that. One is if both mom and dad can get into that habit of like special things you do individually mm-hmm. with children, that just carries on to adulthood. Absolutely. I have different ones of my kids who, mom, let's go watch this certain movie because it's know, out and right? it's just what we've always done together. Or they call their dad, hey, dad, you know, whatever's happening, let's go do it together kind of thing. So it's a wonderful thing to establish young. Um, the other thing is I, I really love that idea of like giving the other parent who's been gone like uh, a special thing that reengages them. I remember when Gary was gone a lot of nights. Nights were hard for me to get Mm -hmm. everybody in bed. I was just kind of out of gas at the end of the day. And I'm trying to have meaningful tuck in, you know, say your prayers moments. And I'm kind of done. And when he would come home, I would just go down and do the dishes and pick up the downstairs and let him do bedtime. Mm-hmm. And it was nuts. I mean, wrestling and squealing and everything. <laughs> I used to be like, what is happening up there? Um, but it was kind of like his way to, like, re-engage. It wasn't the way I would do it right, uh, at all. But it was just like, dad is back, and yeah. this is how he does it, you know, kind of thing. And I, I, I think that's just such good advice.
1: Well, I— I just think there's so much opportunity. We all live such busy, crazy, Mm -hmm. hectic lives. We have to carve those out. I know a girl that works with you, Mandy. Mm -hmm. She told me her dad was a pastor Mm -hmm. and always busy, busy, busy. And she said that on Fridays, he always would take her to go get donuts. Mm -hmm. And that was such a special time with her. And I just thought, you know what? That's such a cool dad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little things like that make a big difference in the long run. And she still remembers that to this day.
0: Yeah, for sure sure Um, okay here's our last uh, tip and advice for families who are either a single parent home uh, you're co-parenting potentially or you just have a spouse that is just on the go and not able to be home as much is to find role models to uh, like help your kid connect to other maybe family members cousins aunts uncles Mm -hmm. Uh, I think teachers coaches I mean I just think that's such great advice so tell us a little bit more about that
1: well, this idea comes from my sister ended up being a single mom and she mm-hmm. had two daughters mm-hmm. and she had to go back to work and it was just a lot on her. Right. So um, my parents would go pick up the kids after school and so they didn't have to do after school care because they live like five minutes from the school and they would you know, watch Courtney and Caitlin until and they would do their homework and all that. Then they'd eat together as a family. Michelle would come in, they'd all eat together as a family, and then they'd go home. Mm-hmm. And from that, I was just like, you know what? We as a whole family need to rally around Michelle because mm-hmm. Courtney and Caitlin don't have their father figure right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he lived over in Iraq, so he was helping them rebuild uh, com- computer systems or whatever over there. But um, so we started inviting them to family vacations, mm-hmm. and we, my parents had a lake house, and we'd all go up there, and Greg would pull them on the boat, and just that father figure. Mm-hmm. And that really, Caitlin said later on, like that really meant a lot to mm-hmm. her, that her uncles stepped in. Not that they were replacing their dad, right. but that they were just showing a godly role model for her since her dad was so far away. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. It
0: really it does. It really does. You know, and you and I both know after watching our kids, you know, really grow up, they're all young adults now, that uh, the more healthy voices Mm -hmm. that can be in their life, the better. Um, In some cases, that has been... uh, Football coaches, or you know, right. teachers, or things like that. Uh, for it's definitely been small group leaders through the life of our kids who have just poured into our children. And whether mom and dad are both in the picture all the time, or they come and go, uh, it it is very healthy for our children to have other voices that speak into their life. And I think for some of us, especially now that we're uh, a little further on, we're not in the throes of raising really young children. Uh, it's a perfect thing for us to do That's to give right. back, right? To look for those kids and those families that we could just step in, like you did with your sister. Uh, and you know, I'm a grandma; you are too. Yeah. And uh, one of my daughters is about to have twins, and things are going to get a little bit crazy. And I don't know about you, but as extended family, I actually love it when I can just step oh, in and I do too. Uh, I'm just at a different. Stage in life where I it doesn't stress me out anymore and I can just step in and, and be there. So invite your family in. If yeah. you if you have good, supportive, loving family, they want to help you. So let them know how they could help you. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred
1: percent. And I do just want to say one more thing about single parents. Mm-hmm. That's a hard that's a hard it life. Is. So as much as you can, whether you're the husband or the wife, try not to talk negatively about the dad or the mom, Mm -hmm. to the child. Because Mm -hmm. you know what? It's not that child's fault that the divorce happened. So don't put that on them and at least try to, and some relationships are harder than others, but try to create a peaceful relationship in the family, even though you're
0: divorced. Yeah, That's such good advice. There's something that God put in all of us that we long to have a relationship with our mom or our dad. True. Even if they're not always what we would consider the best mom or dad or whatever you know, uh, mindset we have about that, that there's still something in that child's heart that desires to have a good relationship and I agree, even if you're estranged from that spouse, if you can help your child have Mm -hmm. a good relationship, that benefits your child 100%. And it benefits
1: you in the long run because your child's going to be happier. Yeah, Yeah. so true,
0: so true. All right, Karen, so uh, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to, like, leave and say to these moms and dads? Yeah, um, well,
1: first off, thank you for having me here. Mm -hmm. It's just been such a fun day. Um, I just want to let the parents know this is hard. Right? Parenting is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. And just try not to do it alone. Mm-hmm. It may be a temptation to just be like, I've got this and I'm not going to share, but push past that right. and really lean into your spouse. And if you're having a hard time getting on the same page, just try to do different things that will help bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Greg and I did a curriculum together called Parenting Together from mm-hmm. Preschool to Prom. And we did it for parents because sometimes getting on the same page is difficult. Yeah. And in this curriculum, we talk about why it's so important to be on the same page, even if it's the wrong page. Right.
0: Get on the same page. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Karen, in our show notes, I'm going to link to your Parenting Together curriculum. Okay. I know you have several other uh, different small group curriculums that moms can form their own groups, grab that content. I've heard lots of really good feedback. I, I agree with you that moms, uh, sometimes really what benefits them is to have something to talk about, but to have friends yes. in the same stage of life as them, to talk about what they're going through. It kind of normalizes this thing that you're worried about. And so we're going to link to all of that content for parents, and we would, we would love for you to check it out. And if any of you are in any of our Atlanta area churches, we're also going to link to our groups page, and I, I think a really great action action step would be just to reach out and find out a little bit more about uh, groups in your area, and, and, and jump in and just make that effort to build community, because you will never look back and regret that. Uh, you are going to be so glad that you have friends like I do here with Karen for 20 years, where we have raised our kids and parented together and it's a fun and awesome thing to look back on so thank you so much for listening karen thank you for being here and we'll talk to you soon